When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's an event I have to plan and a task I have to do. I better stress of all the worst possible outcomes and catastrophize, catastrophize, and prepare myself for all the things that will not happen. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, June 23rd, 2023. This is the drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-yo! Hey-yo! And last but not least, over yonder, it's the apprentice, Eshwa Kid. How y'all doing? What's up, Esh? What's up, dog? Shout out to the stream team, joining us live right now on YouTube. We love it. Hit the like button, subscribe, comment away in the stream team. Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. T-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and tank tops. That's right. Brand new beach stepping tank tops are live. Nodunks.com. Available in three colors. White, pink, black. I say collect them all. All right. On today's drop, uh, we will talk about the Chris Paul trade a little bit more, though we did do an emergency podcast before the draft last night, so go check that out. 20 to 25 minutes on the CP3 trade. We got rapid fire fun because it's the drop podcast, but the 2023 NBA draft, it's complete. No real surprises when it came to the number one pick, but the Hornets selected Brandon Miller at number two over Scoot Henderson, who fell to the Blazers at three. A few lottery teams swapped some picks cam whitmore slid all the way down to number 20 leonard miller went mm. in the second round as soon as Tass logged off playback he was basically selected <laughs> and uh monica mcnutt talked to every single family member in attendance uh, in that knew all their Barclays names center she sure she did she killed it we had a blast on playback thanks to everybody that joined us live last night but let's draft our NBA draft winners. And Trey, I have decided that you get the number one pick because you wore a tank top last night (laughs) on playback. So we're drafting our NBA draft winners. You're on the clock. Who are you going with? I'm happy I tanked for number one. It really paid off for me and for the biggest winner of the draft, the San Antonio Spurs. Felt like the start of a new era last night. You had Adam Silver grinning ear to ear, hugging Victor Wembanyama as he came up. I heard him referenced as Adam Silver's LeBron James, right? Like, Hmm. this is the generational prospect coming into the NBA in Adam Silver's tenure. Uh, I thought every interview with Vic was really fun to see when he's sitting on the couch with his brother and his sister. They're all breaking down in tears. They all had great things to say. I thought that was really fun. I thought he gave thoughtful interview answers when they brought him on a little bit later talking about the differences 
between strength and bulk and how he needs to get his core up. And just, uh, he seems like a really thoughtful guy. He yeah. seemed like he was completely ready for the spotlight since he's been in it uh, over in France for the past five or six years. It just seemed really, really cool. They brought Jeremy Sohan up uh, at the end of his couch interview. Sohan was looking sweet in the white suit with purple hair. It was the coolest moment in Spurs history. And then they cut to the draft watch party and there was a guy with a tucked in jersey into the tightest pair of jeans shorts you ever did see. And that's when you're like, all right, we still got a little work to do in San Antonio, sure, sure. but the basis is there. Yeah, Marty Smith makes it look cool to tuck in a jersey into those shorts, though, with the Wembenyama haircut. Yeah. Yeah, Wembenyama. In the back of his head. Yeah, it was. Uh, that yeah, was he did so, have it that in was the back something. of his head. That Reminiscent of Lee Ellis with his own photo <laughs> in the back of his head back in the starters <laughs> days. We should Great do a split times. screen of that. But yeah, uh, let's do it. Yeah, Wembenyama going one. Uh, not a surprise, but you're right. Ready for the moment, no doubt, this kid. And they drafted, the Spurs did another French player. Yeah. Uh, C.D. Sissoko from the G League Ignite, which who knows how uh, he turns out in the NBA, but I'm sure uh, Wembenyama is going to like having... A, basically a national teammate alongside him as he grows up uh, in the NBA. So, great start for San Antonio. Funny times. Look at this guy. He's not overthinking it. Uh, Just easy taking one, the easy, easy one. one at number one. I love it. It's also, like, easy to skip over the number one pick. I feel like yeah. since the draft lottery was weeks and weeks ago, we've known that Wembenyama was going to be the number one pick for years at this point. But he still put on a great performance, I thought, last night in his first <laughs> real spotlight sort of event. He did put on a great performance. That performance lasted hours and hours and hours. There was two broadcasts. There was an ABC broadcast and an ESPN broadcast mm-hmm. that we didn't realize going in. <laughs> we started watching an interview with Robin Roberts and Victor Wembanyama thinking that, oh, where's the clock? Where's the desk? What is happening? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> the, okay, so that was a pre-recorded interview. Luckily, uh, our, our smart watchers on playback alerted us. Hey, there's another broadcast. Oh, yeah, we flipped over just for Ad- just when Adam Silver had walked up to the podium and started talking uh, about you know the city and the draft and all that. But I bring that up because Wembenyama did so many Interviews. I mean, you, oh, you, yeah. you said it, I think it would. It was. It was going to be very difficult to impress people last night because we all know mm-hmm. he's the damn number one guy for a reason because he's an incredible basketball player. It's been known for months, as you said, and you know, in the internet, that's that's like months ago. Let's move on to the two and three and four pick. But the way he was able to go up to desk after desk after desk, we were sitting there <laughs> watching. It was like hour three almost, uh, where he had another interview with the main desk and. You talked about how how in-depth he is at talking about his body and how he treats it differently than regular bodies, as he said. You know, and, and he did diss regular bodies. <laughs> I got did. a unique body. <laughs> but he's, he's yeah, incredibly smart and, and in tune with his body. And they showed us those workouts where he takes off his shoes, a lot of close-ups of the feet. Uh, where, well, yeah, I'm doing this show with no footwear on. I'm just one with the earth. Actually, I got sandals on. But anyway, uh, he... Uh, he, he he's just really in tune. He he was so impressive. Three four hours in, uh, and he was just cool. Three hours in. How can you possibly be comfortable that long of that long of a day? That long of several months. Nothing is going to phase this guy. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's why they they have to be impressed with obviously the basketball skills, but just the person. They got to be really pumped. Yeah, I thought he was going to jump on playback for a second. I was like, man, this guy's doing the rounds. We might get him here. He's literally doing every interview. We could ask, see if he would jump on. I, I thought it was cool the uh, the emotion too that poured out of him. You know, sometimes these guys yep. and. 
fair enough. Like, they try and play it cool and, you know, whatever. Especially he's known he's going to be the number one pick forever. But still, he had the big tears and his brother had the little tears, the tiny <laughs> tears, uh, which was awesome. So, Wembenyama, I'm glad you started with that because you're right. Uh, you can sort of gloss over it as we get into, oh, my God, can you believe they took so-and-so that high? Or how did that person slide and all that? Which I'm sure we'll get to here in a second. But, Tass, you're on the clock. Who's your, uh, who's your winner from draft night? Well, I got to go with the Portland Trailblazers because they got the guy that most people thought would go number two in Scoot Henderson. And this guy is ready. I, I think he is pretty grown up. He's, he's a 19-year-old, decided to forego that high school senior year to play with the G League Ignite, go fly over there, be by himself in, a, in more of an NBA environment. Now, does that work out for every single prospect? No, uh, but the Charlotte Hornets decided at number two, we're going with more of a positional fit, I suppose, with Brandon Miller, uh, a bigger guy. Maybe Scoot would somehow not get along or, or not play as well with LaMelo Ball on the floor, I suppose. But I, I would just say the Blazers got uh, an incredible guy. And there was so much uncertainty going into the night with the Portland Trail Blazers. Are they going to trade Dame? What the hell are they doing? Well, now they have, regardless of what they do with Dame, mm-hmm. they have some semblance of a future here with Scoot and Shaden Sharp at the very least in the backcourt and you got to be pumped about that and so we'll see what happens with with Damian Lillard uh, but he's he's just a mature guy you know speaking of families and all that we got to talk to his family we got to see him up close and personal and the dude is focused and I would say a great sign is that as a 19 year old kid he was asked what was the one thing that you learned about playing in the G League and he said moving off the ball that was just a lot different that's a good sign you want to be you he looks like a guy who just needs the rock in his hands at all times to make things happen but he realizes uh in, in that year where we're, i'm sure it helped uh you know being around more nba people that uh he's got a lot more to his game than just rocking the rim but he's also freaking really really good at that mm-hmm. so uh, i can't wait to see him in an nba environment the blazers got to be so pumped and yeah it was kind of weird we we're thinking, are they trading Dame? <laughs> what is happening? They just traded. They got Scoot Henderson now. They have two smaller-ish guards. What's going to happen? But they just did the right thing. They just got a great player. Simple as that. Weird that the Hornets didn't get something for not taking Scoot Henderson. Like I'm sure the I guess I guess the Blazers would have taken Brandon Miller, and that's that. You know, with the swap. But I don't know. It it seems strange to me. I don't know mm-hmm. if it seems strange to you that Scoot fell to three. Uh, strange, no. I mean, it was sort of flip-flopping back and forth. Who yeah, are the Hornets going to take? Sure. It looked like the like longest time year, it was going to be Brandon Miller. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, it was Scoot. And then, okay, it was right back to Brandon Miller. So maybe nothing changed. And, yeah, they, uh, they're they pretty a quiet camp there, the Hornets. Nothing really leaks out. Um, but I'm with you on, like, whether or not Lillard stays or leaves, like, you've got... Really, you've got Scoot there if he does. Because this isn't going to go away. I mean, these Damian Lillard uh, potential moves, trade me, you know, whether or not he really requests to be moved now, if this is the direction the Portland Trailblazers are going, this youth movement with Scoot and Sharp, um, you know, I'm sure the Heat have a package. Uh, Maybe the Nets have a package. Maybe there's a team we haven't even thought of that are trying to get in on the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. So that's not going anywhere, but that's okay because whatever comes back, you're, you're pairing here with hopefully a cornerstone in Scoot Henderson, who does have that, whatever you want to call it, the it factor, no doubt. You guys saw it up close and personal here in Atlanta when you saw him in the G League game, and and a lot of people think he would have been the number one pick in many other drafts. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an obvious winner. Hollinger thinks it's sort of a, a done deal that Portland will trade Anthony Simons now, 
forget the Lillard part of this whole thing. Where there's 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 three guards here now. Yeah. That you know are buckets like all three of them. So and he probably gets guys. squeezed. Yeah, and they're all smaller guys. So that's a name obviously to watch as well. Yeah, and obviously Simons has been in a lot of trade rumors since last deadline. Uh, now and he's going to continue to be in trade rumors just like Damian Lillard will. I saw Scoot says. For sure, I want to play with Dame. <laughs> so we'll see if they actually uh, keep him together. Because if not, the reset button is right there. Trading Dame and you got the three S's in Scoot, Simons, and Sharp. That's a good start. Plus whatever you could maybe get from Lillard. Or you just bring him in and say, hey, Damian, check this guy out. He's pretty good. Let's see how you fit together. Who knows yeah. if he's actually interested in that. But uh feels like we're going to be talking about Damian Lillard. <laughs> Does he want in? Does he not want in? <laughs> Until he retires as a blazer. Yeah. <laughs> like another six years. Yeah, and the, and the Scoot makes the Scoot acquisition. I was just calling him the Scoot. The Scoot makes it easier. Uh, the Scoot acquisition makes it easier to hit that reset button. And, yeah, the, the Simons move, it makes sense to deal him at this time. There's teams missing out on Bradley Beal. Teams are going to miss out on other guards. Simons has a lot of cost certainty signed through the 26th season at a reasonable number so you could see that being a move that they capitalize on yeah. and say oh, we can get even younger we can get more picks and reset it there yeah the charlotte hornets and going with brandon miller i wonder how much of that is just a positional thing or do they really think that brandon miller is you know the the paul george comparisons out there uh, i threw out the auto porter i know trey giggled a couple <laughs> days ago and i threw out the auto porter because it's it's a dirty comparison but I mean, is he going to be athletic enough and fast enough at the game at the NBA level? I can't wait to find out. When and if Damian Lillard says, "Get me out of here," is fascinating to me. Does it happen here soon, or is this like, like you said, we start next season and then we do it all over again when we get closer <laughs> to the deadline? I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> and and like, okay, Scoot, great addition. I'm sure he could play alongside Damian Lillard. They'd be fun, but. Nobody is saying the Blazers are like, oh my god, championship contender here. Like, they could still be fighting to get into a playoffs with the currently constructed squad. Totally. Even that bringing back Grant on his contract. Yeah. You know, Nurk is their center. That's a huge question mark. Um, so, yeah. It's just, we're just going to be waiting this out until he's ultimately traded. I think, like, I guess we could see him be a Reggie Miller and stay with the franchise forever. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, we saw we saw some people reporting yesterday that... He's actually maybe now gone to the front office and said, okay, I'm open to the idea. Whether you believe who knows. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. Damian Lillard doesn't want to say, trade me, after I've been talking about 10 toes on the ground for the past five seasons. And Joe Cronin doesn't want to say, I'm the guy that traded Damian Lillard. Just trade him. If you you think that's the best move, Lillard doesn't have a no-trade clause. They're treating it like he does because he's a legend of the franchise. Right. Joe Cronin could trade him at any time to any team he wants to. But, uh... He's being a nice guy about it. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, my winner from last night, the Thompson Twins. History made when Commissioner Adam Silver announced brothers Amen and Usser Thompson back-to-back draft picks. Rockets taking Amon number four overall, which we thought. And the Detroit Pictons, I mean <laughs> Pistons, drafted uh, Usser there at number five. So the first brothers to be drafted in the top five of the same draft. That is wild. Identical bros going four or five. We were hoping for it the other day. We're like, the the team after the team that drafts probably Amon has to take us here. The Pistons listened. They did it. And they were like, you know what? We need sort of like an athletic wing there to go with Cade, 
to go with Ivy. So they've got it here. Now, both these guys, they can't shoot. They're super athletic, and they'll need to add a jumper, a three, you know, some sort of shot to their to their arsenal, and maybe they will. Um, but it is pretty cool that we got twins here going 4-5. We had Marcus and Markeith Morris going number 13 and 14 in the 2011 draft, but otherwise the Thompsons join Lonzo and LaMelo Ball as the only brothers to go top five in the draft in the modern era at least those guys obviously in separate drafts thompson twins crazy yeah that's cool uh the Osser at number five was the big shock because yeah. it definitely felt like uh amen was going at number four but the pistons got a lot of guards they got a lot of centers and then they have boyan bogdanovich as their wing, basically. So something uh, needed to be done. Um, and Asura apparently is a pretty decent passer. Maybe a shot's a little further along than Amen as well. But this feels like a team that's going to be incredible to watch in transition. Yeah. You got Ivy running one wing. You got Thompson running the other wing. Cade bringing the ball up the middle. Maybe he finds one of those guys. Or maybe he just goes off the glass uh, to Duran trailing. So they'll be a fun team to watch in the future. Loving the Pictons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You oh. don't see Silver stumble like that no. too often. No. <laughs> he says so many words you know, over the course of hours. He picked in the wrong time to yeah. screw up, I guess. He screwed up once. Yeah. And yeah. he looked great. Yeah. We said he looked great in the <laughs> Goodness, blue suit. Sharp blue really? suit. Well, speaking of twins, later in the night, Chris Murray selected 23rd overall by the Blazers. So, you know, he, he uh, an identical twin of Keegan Murray. The number four pick in last year's draft. So oh, yeah. Are you gonna twins us, are in, man. Are you going to give us this info? Because we discussed yesterday whether or not identical twins have ever been drafted in separate That's drafts. That's a surpriser. Right? <sighs> yeah, right, right. It, it has to be. It has to be the first time ever because we said the Morrises, the Lopez's, the Lopez's, Collins's were both in the 01 draft. Okay. I'm pretty sure. What about the Van Arsdale twins? Yeah. Dick and Tom. <laughs> first How ever did, draft. It's the first time they get separated is I draft I assume uh, Horace yeah, and Collins Harvey got drafted uh, in the same Who? draft. Harvey and Horace. Oh, the Grants. The Grants. That's a good one. Yeah, we got to double check on that. It is wild. Yeah, Chris coming in here on the Blazers. Nice little pickup there at 23. Obviously, an older guy uh, in the field. Who you got? Harvey and Horace appear to be in different drafts. Oh, there oh. we go. There we go. Very nice. <laughs> we 87, 87 for Horace and 88 for Harvey. Exactly the same as uh, <laughs> Keegan and Chris. Wow. Harvey dra- or Horace drafted earlier, better player. Yeah, so that means Chris, Chris- drafted earlier, likely the better player. Keegan. Keegan, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to make. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amin and Osser. I could easily mix those guys up. Are but. Cody and Caleb identical twins? Because I think I, they I say... Mean, th- it looks like it. I know, but I think they say they're not. That they're uh, just twins fraternal. Like I know, man. Uh, anyway, so the Thompson Twins and their family, uh, that's a huge night. Them going 4-5. Uh, two, two teams that they're going to get an opportunity. They're going to get some minutes uh, to show their games and show that athleticism. So that's sort of fun there uh, in Houston and Detroit. Yeah, Trey got me excited for the Detroit Pistons and that up-and-down style. I, I, you know, I, I said stupidly that they would should think about trading that five pick just because they have so many freaking guys on that roster, so many young guys. Mm-hmm. But they've got some young guys that have been missed or that have missed or they've missed on those picks. <laughs> so mm. here we go. Uh, that, that, it's great for them. It's great for the overtime elite to get those two guys drafted in the top five. Uh, as Trey said, the league was sort of made for them because nobody else was drafted from the overtime mm-hmm. elite. But four of the top five picks, non-college picks uh, in this draft 
international, the G League, and then a couple overtime elites to go along with Brandon Miller from Alabama. So, yeah, for the uh, the supplemental leagues, a good night. Round two here. Who you got, Trey? I'm going to give a winner to the Dallas Mavericks-Oklahoma City Thunder trade. Okay. okay. I like what happened for both sides. The Mavs traded Davis Bertons to OKC into their cap space. OKC moves up two spots from number 12 to draft Kaysen Wallace at number 10. Loving the guard rotation that they're building in OKC with Shea, Giddy, and now Kaysen Wallace, maybe like a long-term backup point guard just because those two are the primary ball handlers, but with the size that Shea has, the size that Giddy has... They could likely go all three of them together. Mm-hmm. He gave a great interview. You can't teach dog. It's just got to be in you. <laughs> Love to hear that. Uh, we had uh, a lot of x-rays coming through in the stream team <laughs> on playback after that. And I think what the Mavs did was pretty solid business at, well, as well. They traded down from 10 to 12. They got off the Bertons contract, which was huge. And they still got Derek Lively at number 12, who was who they were mocked to get at number 10. So uh, got a little salary cap relief as well, trading with the Sacramento Kings later. Uh, the Kings traded Rashawn Holmes and the number 24 pick in this year's draft ended up being Omax Prosper Canadian. Uh, into Dallas's trade exception that they created with the Bertons trade. So now... Dallas is hoping that Derek Lively turns into Tyson Chandler. You heard him basically saying that on the draft. They also, I sure want Omax to become Dorian Finney-Smith, a wing who develops a three-point shot, becomes valuable to the team. They're going for role guys, definitely, uh, but they're cheap role guys. We'll see if Holmes is able to do anything. He fell out of the rotation for the Kings last year, but at least he's an ML, uh, an, uh, NBA player, a full-on veteran here, so he'll get a little run. But most important, the Mavericks now have their full mid-level exception. They got like $7 million extra uh, to play with last uh, night, so that's pretty huge. Kings did a good job, too, in that trade. They got $36 million in cap space if they let Harrison Barnes walk, which puts them in play for Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Draymond Green. Grant Williams, maybe? Grant Williams. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I thought pretty smooth moves from OKC, from Dallas, and from Sacramento. Just making things happen, getting the players they wanted and making moves that make sense financially as well. Yeah. Brian Windhorse meme, what are the Kings doing? They, they're up to something. And shout out mm-hmm. to Windhorse, who was on the third broadcast, <laughs> talking for four hours as we clicked around. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, so the Kings got to be up to something, giving away Rashawn Holmes, who is going to suit the Dallas Mavericks style a lot more. Uh, instead of the the Demontis Sabonis, the all all the dribble handoffs, it's a pick and roll style in Dallas. Yeah. So Rashawn Holmes will suit that more. We'll see uh, if he's more of like a Willie Colley Stein, as we said this week, that hasn't played uh, or, or just didn't end up working out. But I like what the Mavericks did completely. They got the guy that they wanted in Derek Lively and Olivia Maxence Prosper from Canada. The French Canadian, the, the Haitian sensation, lots, lots. Of, Omax is a great nickname. Period. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just think that that's that's great. But uh, yeah, I think they are. If you read about them, they're high character guys. Uh, so it, Lively was talking a great game coming into this uh, draft to, to be Tyson Chandler, to be just a a roller. Just I'm not going to shoot. Kyrie and Luka Doncic, <laughs> you do your things, and so it worked out. I, I know on on the stream yesterday. People mocking the Mavs. Oh, you tanked to give up your number 10 pick to go down to 12, but they got who they wanted. They got off that Bertons contract. Great night. Great night for them. You can see the the Mavericks uh, production team having some fun there with uh, the two guys, the two rooks that they got, Lively, Prosper. There's going to be some sort of uh, Star Trek Vulcan 
you know, <laughs> something off of Live Long and Prosper, like Lively Long and Prosper. Yeah. Uh, something there. I can see the video now. It'll go viral. I can't wait to like it. So good stuff there from the Mavs. <laughs> and a good trade, you're right, from uh, really all three teams when you lump in the Kings. I like what they're doing, and we'll see what they use that cap space on. Tass, who you got for another winner? I'm going to the Washington Wizards. Uh, before the draft... Let's talk a little trade. The Beal trade was finalized, and they got a little bit back, a little more back than what they, we all expected. The Suns traded everything they could to Washington for Bradley Beal in the end. Chris Paul and Landry Shamit, we knew that, but the pick swaps were up. Four pick swaps, 24, 26, 28, and 30. So if the Suns bottom out a few years from now, not going to be in 24 or 26. That's very, very unlikely. But let's say in 28 or 30. They're in the lottery. They get lucky with the lottery. Then the Wizards can say, okay, we will, we shall take that pick. So it looks a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And they got six second-round draft picks. Hey, listen, Beal screwed the Wiz. There's no doubt. There was better offers out there. They couldn't take them uh, because he wanted to go to Phoenix. But in the end, it's, it's a better package than we expected. And they turned Chris Paul into Jordan Poole and a first-round pick. So... There's a first-round pick, there's swaps, and we'll get into that trade a little bit later. But yeah. let's get to the draft. The Wizards, their draft conductors are different now. I think we can look at them a little differently. We can look at them as the OKC sort of uh, management because those guys, uh, uh, Michael Winger and Dawkins, they're Thunder guys. And they could have played it safe. They could have got like uh, Taylor Hendricks, who's going to be awesome, uh, that, that went to the Jazz. But they swung for the fences. They got... Balali, Balali, Balal Kulabali, uh, Webinyama's teammate, uh, and they traded up from eight to seven to go get him. Uh, he's not even nineteen. He's definitely raw, but he grew a lot last year in France. He wasn't uh, Webinyama's full-time teammate at the beginning of the year, but by the end of the year, he was starting in playoff games. He was one of those ball handler earlier in his life, but then he he sprouted now he's more of a wing he was asked are you still growing he said i have no doubt that i am still growing <laughs> so that's that's a good sign i guess he's uh they are you know they're they're looking towards the future high ceiling low floor with this guy they they could have they could have gotten a lot more you know, a lot more safe um, yeah. but but yeah that's that's a, that's a, that's a thunder thing to do yeah they're in the position with the way they're going with their franchise too take a wild chance on this guy who could suddenly be one of the best rookies from this class or he, he could be uh, gone in three years, four years. We never hear from him again. I mean, both are in play because he's so, so raw and so young. Uh, but they are in a, but they feel at least they're in a position that they can do this. Trey, you're nodding away. You think this is, uh, at least for a franchise like Washington right now, why not take a stab at a guy like him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The perfect team to take a swing on a mystery man it's like you don't know who's going to be on the team the next time they're a competitive team there's a lot of salary cap space so who cares if we're getting them at seven instead of getting them at 15 the couple of million dollars difference uh there on the rookie scale contracts does not matter to washington so just throw him out there see what he can do and maybe you've hit on the next Giannis. maybe not you know most likely not but (laughs) right but uh at least it's worth giving it a shot yeah, in the second round, uh, they drafted a Serbian that's got a similar name to a current NBA player. And since we have a Jokic Jovic, that worked out pretty well. Let's mention Vukcevic. That's hard to say. Tristan Vukcevic, a seven-footer out of Partizan. And 
Uh, here's a little report by Ian Miller from the Draft Combine. He said, Vukjevic showed off a skill level few other big men of the non-Wembanyama category can offer. Hitting spot threes, attacking closeouts, and making jumpers off the dribble. So you never know. OKC okay, has got a stasher here. He's probably not coming over, but he looks like he's talented. So, yeah, the Wizards, they're playing pool. They're playing Tyus Jones. It's going to be a weird year there, uh, but they're looking towards the future, and it looks a little bit better than the initial Beal trade made it seem like. Uh, another winner for me, the Utah Jazz. They had three picks in the first round last night, and I thought they prioritized potential because they selected three college freshmen. So they're not trying to like speed up you know, their... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like timeline mm-hmm. in terms of like winning, winning, winning right now. Like they should get better than they were last year and they surprised a lot of us last year. But they took three college freshmen. UCF forward Taylor Hendricks at number nine. He fell in a lot of people's eyes. Two nine. Uh, he had a meteoric rise up the draft boards. Incredible athleticism. Three-point shooting. Defensive versatility. Like you can get pretty excited about him alongside... Uh, Walker Kessler there uh, as their bigs and their defensive uh, acumen. They also took Baylor combo guard Keontae George at number 16. And then at 28, they went for a high-scoring Ohio State wing, uh, Bryce Sensabaugh, who you really were high on, Trey, and he goes to 28. So I heard general manager Justin Zanuck of the Jazz, he said, we got two of the guys that we had in our top 10, players that we were frankly debating which one to take at nine. He's talking about Hendricks and, uh, and George. And we ended up getting both of them. And that 28, we got a player that we had that we thought was going to go in the top 20. So I saw some people thinking they didn't have a good draft. I saw a great D-plus for the Jazz. I don't see it. I think I like all three of these. Again, even if one of these guys hits, maybe you're hoping too, will all three turn into like all NBA players? Probably not. But that's like what they can afford to do with three picks in the first round. And I like all three. I think why not uh, one of these guys really popping off? It'll probably be Hendricks more than the others. But maybe George or Bryce are those like explosive scores and they have two of them so maybe one of them turns uh turns into a star so i liked what they did good stuff from the jazz in my opinion i like all the guys they got my only quibble would be getting Keontae george because they already have colin sexton and jordan clarkson i guess sexton's on a bigger deal uh for sure but it's basically three of the exact same player uh but i guess the jazz just have a type if you're a guard you gotta have sick handles and shoot the ball all the time and if you're a big you better be very tall and skinny just like Taylor Hendricks is, just like Walker Kessler is, just like Lowry Markinen is. They're going to have a front line that can shoot threes. We saw Walker Kessler lace one from the corner <laughs> right after coming back from winning uh, the team shooting competition at All-Star Weekend. Uh, I think he made one on the season, but I like to imagine it's there. Uh, but their front court of the future looks like they've got it, and they're still trying to figure out who's going to be the perimeter guys. Uh, so yeah, maybe George has a chance. Maybe Sensabaugh is a big scorer off the bench, something like that. The Jazz had a great season last year, but they're still in building mode. So take three first-rounders and hope that two of them are good. Yeah, and to speak to the backcourt that they currently have, uh, we heard rumors that they were actively trying to move Colin Sexton. So that could still happen. Uh, Obviously, he could be traded. And Jordan Clarkson, we're waiting to find out whether he's going to opt in or opt out of his player option Mm -hmm. for only $14 million next year. So maybe he does with this free agency class and gets a bigger paycheck. So maybe he's not even with Utah Jazz. So there could be opening there in the guard positions for a guy like George or you know maybe even Bryce. So I think it'll work out for them. I'll go Utah Jazz. Good stuff. No D-plus from me. At least a B. Uh, Hendricks gets you a freaking great grade. Period. Yeah. He's going to be awesome. 
You mentioned uh, the link live long and prosper possibilities there. There's possibilities here with Chianti, George, as well. Some wine that you'll be sipping in Italy, I'm mm, sure. Yeah, a Chianti. So there you go. <clears throat> I, I trust, Bars don't I trust stay open jazz. long, though, in Utah or late. Or in Utah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say Italy. but uh... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we're drinking all night, Chianti, I guess. Uh, one more round. Why not? Winners, who you got? Oh, I got the Indiana Pacers as a winner. I thought they did good business last night. <laughs> they were making smart moves. They traded down uh, from the seventh spot to eighth. So, you know, they picked Koulibaly for the Wizards, moved down to number eight. They got Jarris Walker, who'd been mocked to them at number seven, but got two second rounders just for <laughs> the the courtesy of letting the Wizards <laughs> hop up. Uh, there is a curse on the eighth pick, as the ringer detailed this week, so maybe not the smartest move, but I liked what I saw from Jairus Walker in his interviews. I think he was the only guy who didn't have family because he didn't want to let down any of his three sisters. <laughs> Raised by three older sisters, could not pick two of his favorites. So I'm just doing it all by myself. Great vibes guy, though, sitting there on the couch. Uh, we did get the first, uh, who? Moment from the Pacers, though, when they drafted Belmont Ben's Shepard later in the round. That's We're true. like, okay, who's this guy? <laughs> Apparently he shot 40% from three, so sign him up uh, in Indiana because they're going to need shooters around Halliburton and Matherin. And then Walker seems to be a decent passer as well. They also got a first-round pick from the Denver Nuggets earlier uh, in the transaction period for letting Denver hop up to 29, and they took Mojave King uh, late in the second round. Who knows if he turns into anything, maybe just a two-way guy, but a little potential there. So I thought the Pacers did a pretty solid job getting the main guy they wanted and a few other little things here and there. I was very confused why they wouldn't let Jairus Walker's three sisters There's only room, on the There's only room There's for only three room. people on the couch they were trying to tell us. You couldn't put four. You cannot do it. Now, what? I would have put uh, put a sister like um, on the edge of the, the couch. Sit yeah. on yeah. the armrest. Exactly. I, I don't get it. <laughs> Even stand behind. Crouch down. They're barely talking to the, the second family member anyway. So it's true. It's we, had not, a lot it's of dad, we had a lot of dads leaning in last dads. night. Huh? What are you saying, Monica? <laughs> That was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jairus Walker seems like a great dude. Great hugger. Best hugger in the draft. That was him, right? Well, yeah. Full. He was a good hugger, but Leonard Miller, did you see the hug he had with Mark Tatum? Oh, my God. Well, that I, was, I think he's still hugging else. Him. Oh, my God. That was awesome. He was a great hugger. But Walker was a good hugger. <laughs> and uh, I loved Walker on, uh, on the Pacers. Obviously, there's a position there for him. And, yeah, he gives them uh, – some, uh, you know, they need a big here. They need someone that can play a little defense on that squad. So I love, love, love that selection there. And yeah, doing that slick little move with the Wizards. <laughs> a little weird from Washington, if I'm being honest, but okay. <laughs> they must really have gave him some serious smoke screens. Like, yeah. We love this guy. We're taking wow, come on. <laughs> He's so cool. Guess so. The Wizards have a thousand second round picks and they just probably don't want to use them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, whatever, we'll pay up. Yeah. Uh, who do you got for your final winner here? Well, the Pacers made a trade with the Nuggets, as you said. The Nuggets wanted to get in, got that 29th pick. Uh, Strother from Gonzaga. Julian Strother, who is another 40% guy from three. You can picture him playing around Jokic. Uh, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. And Gonzaga produces NBA-ready players. We talk about guys like Christian Brown. All they do is win, win, win. Gonzaga is, is a, a team that always gets there, always produces guys. And... This guy could fit the bill with the Nuggets. Uh, he is uh, a shooter off movement, off uh, catch and shoots. He's got a floater, actually. He feels kind of NBA-ready. 
And he's played in a lot of big games. He played in two NCAA tournament NCAA tournament games at Ball Arena this past year, so he's ready to step in there. Familiar with the sight lines. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my DNVR guys who uh, who notified me of some of that. That he also had seven games last year in double digit rebounds. That feels like a Nuggets type quality right there. You saw what what guys did in in the postseason. He had a forty point game last year. So Strother has. At six seven, forty percent from three. They're they're looking at guys who are maybe maybe don't have the highest ceiling, but they just know who they are. And a little bit older, he's a junior, excuse me. And I actually the the best thing I I found about him was that after he got drafted, Nuggets had a little draft party. He put on the NBA champions hat already, which is kind of cool. The, the the huge Nuggets hat. So he's in. He's in. He's into the culture. And then they made a couple other picks. Uh, Jalen Pickett from Penn State is like a five-year senior. Again, older guys. Yeah. That's what they're doing here. Because they'll need those guys to fill out the roster. Yeah. Like we've talked about, with all their money to their superstars, you're going to need this these, these hits. Like late in the first round, early second round picks are like even more valuable that you get one or two of them right because you're going to need them on the roster at, at a controlled cheap cost yeah in and, theory and we consider they're the NBA champs so we think they've they've had it all but they weren't all that deep I mean they played seven and a half guys yeah. they weren't really comfortable playing Reggie Jackson and so Jalen Pickett here listen to these comps you don't hear these comps very often okay Andre Miller Mark Jackson the butt of Mark Jackson uh, Kyle Lowry's butt it's just a, a weird, a weird. Actually, I think the the DNVR guys told me that I think they call him his nickname is like booty booty game or booty butt. He hates it though. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's that's gonna be gone in the NBA. But anyways, uh, it has booty in the name. It's got uh, several booty. Yeah, it's all booty nicknames. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just one. But I can't. I forget what it was. It starts with booty. But it's you know when you say it one way, it means you're crap. You're, that guy's booty. Or you know he's. He's got a big booty. I guess that's, that's how he plays. He's six four, and so who knows? You he's, know, he's stout. He's all American, Big Ten guy. Again, guys who are polished, but maybe don't have the highest ceiling. Right. And then they took Hunter T- Tyson, who I'm not even going to go into. But three picks. Yeah, taking a flyer yeah. and hoping they have guys to to work around. Uh, Nikola Jokic, really. Uh, all right, my final winner. Just quickly, a little love to the Heat getting, obviously, the most Heat culture guy there is. They took uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr. there at the 18th uh, selection. Everybody knew that was going to happen. Everybody's like, yeah, he's perfect for them. Uh, you see the, the highlights for this guy. It's like Jimmy Butler 2.0 in his UCLA, UCLA highlights. So they just didn't overthink it. They're like, okay, we'll take him. Great. Um, I love Leonard Miller, like I said, hugging Mark Tatum. Hated to see him slide all the way to the second round. Wasn't a fan of that. Uh, steal of the draft. The Wolves, actually. I guess the Spurs drafted for the Wolves. So he's on Minnesota. Leonard Miller is. But the real winner of the 2023 draft, dick jokes. <laughs> so many dick jokes last night because the Raptors took at number 13, Grady Dick. And, man... I love this kid. <laughs> this kid is an absolute weirdo, and I am all for it. He is a goofball, and he leans into it. Now, the Raptors desperately needed to address outside shooting. I mean, they are bad at it. And Grady Dick, by all accounts, is maybe the best in the draft when it comes to the three ball. He shot 40% on nearly six attempts per game. Uh, finished second in the Big 12 with 83 made three. So the Kansas wing is on Toronto. He's wearing the most insane suit. I know we have a photo. I'm sure you've seen it by now. 
this red sequined jacket and sort of you know and, shirt or turtleneck yeah you know uh, we showed this to nora live on playback and she was like is that a turtleneck too it's that's got to be itchy um but just owning it i guess because dorothy wore red slippers in the wizard of oz yes and he's from kansas i love how it's like four steps away like it doesn't (laughs) it makes no sense he just saw this jacket he's like wow that'd be cool to wear that's wild style so eric kareen had some intel on the jacket bobby webster raptors gm he said that grady dick showed the raptors staff the two suits he was considering when they met earlier in the month. What? There is no immediate word on what the other suit is or what color it is or what the hell it's made of. Uh, but did Bobby Webster say, no, you should you should wear that red one. First off, big fan of Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. And <laughs> secondly, we might be taking you if you're there at 13. Um, but, you know, we're seeing the TikToks of this guy and any interview is hilarious. Like, he ha- is obviously a confident confident young man <laughs> to pull off that and lean into the silliness of it all and and he's really comfortable with who he is and uh, you know they need shooting so he'll probably get an opportunity here he's limited defensively but he's joining the right squad if they run all this back that you can sort of hide him with all the other uh, great defenders on the wraps let's see if he can hit some shots we're gonna hear matt devlin yelling dick from regina going nuts and all and dick from the falls like it's like it's gonna be so much fun from (laughs) the falls (laughs) i'm still laughing at every photo i see of him and that he's on our team the toronto raptors and that we can just you know be dickheads about it because we can just (laughs) that's what his fans are gonna be called i know It would have been like it would have been a good pick for the Raptors if his name was Rick Grady and he was just the best shooter in the draft. Sure. Like, cool, we got a forty percent three point shooter, exactly what we need. But the fact that his name is Grady Dick and he embraces it, <laughs> and he seems to be getting weirder with every picture and every TikTok that comes out uh, on top of the world. Yeah, like a lot of people say, he looked like a character from Blades of Glory. Uh, the Will Ferrell movie, uh, The Righteous Gemstones, a lot of comparisons. Uh, there's a great side-by-side uh, photo of him basically wearing Bobby Heenan's jacket uh, from the WWF days. Um, and he's just a silly-looking dude. So can't wait to see him in Toronto. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe the Raptors didn't think he would slide all the way to 13th. We thought he would go higher. People were surprised that the Magic didn't take him at 11 yep. when they went with uh, Jet Howard instead. But here we go. Yeah, that was a surprise. We the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a short word. You literally can it's, insert it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's like the only thing I could think of that would be funnier is a player named Fart. Mm. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. And that's maybe not as good. No, nah, it's not I'm as good. I'm just saying, like, I always laugh at any sort of fart joke, but yeah. dick right there. Yeah, because it's a little more crude, <laughs> so it's a little funnier, but it's his name, so you yeah. get away with it. Yeah. Right? Maybe we were having a good time. We're, See, he's yeah. still having. Funny last name though. Like a hot draft prospect, Carl Fart. <laughs> Supposed to go in the top twenty. Carl Fart. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, are you pumped about having uh, Dick absolutely. on your team? Uh, well, yes. I we need Dicks on our team for yeah. sure. And. Uh, Yesterday, we were having a fun time watching on playback. You know, we're an hour plus in, and then we exploded uh, because of of this dick. Uh, Just the jokes coming. Yeah, Matt Devlin loves saying cities in Canada. This guy hits threes uh, and then combining them. 
this guy from this city. Yeah. So Dick from Regina, yeah. which is an actual city. That was a great <laughs> joke on playback. It came out. There's there's going to be so many moose jaw. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. I'm worried though about Jack Armstrong <laughs> on the broadcast. Like, yeah. is he going to be able to keep it together? <laughs> is, he, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna keep his job? <laughs> will Will mean. Jack get fired? That's the question. Uh, awesome stuff, and and he can play, and like he, you can picture uh, Grady Dick forcing a shot too early in the shot clock, premature ejaculation from Dick. No. <laughs> Was that too much? That may be too much. <laughs> That's a preseason only. Push preseason the, uh, Yeah, push the envelope a little. I'm excited to see what Devlin and Jack Armstrong are cooking up with uh, dick lines for Grady Dick when he's oh. bombing away for the Raptors. But uh, yeah, good night for dick jokes. It was a lot of fun, especially on playback. I, I, was, I was losing it there. I was, that was, that I was good. doubled over. I mean, just, yeah, the name alone, great. And then you pair it with this guy wearing a red sequin jacket and shades and looking goofy as hell. It's mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, all right, those are our winners. Let's, uh, let's take a break. You tell us what we missed. There's a lot of meat left on the bone. Who are your winners from the NBA draft? When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that Chris Paul trade and some other surprises from the draft. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, still here in the Classic Factory, still giggling about Grady Dick jokes that people are sharing here in the stream team. Uh, just final question about the draft. Was there anything else that surprised you from last night in terms of uh, where a player went, too high, too low, who didn't get drafted, even the broadcast itself? What do you got, TK? You want a too high or a too low? Give me a too low. Okay, the big question for the middle... 15 picks of the first round was basically Cam Whitmore falling. Uh, He was, I think, number three on John Hollinger's big board uh, at one point in time, was definitely mocked in the top five on a lot of drafts. I know he's a big-time recruit, uh, but he slid all the way to number 20 where the Houston Rockets finally picked him up, and they said they've been eyeballing him at number four uh, (laughs) early in the draft process, so they have to be very happy to get 
uh, Amon Thompson at number four and another super athlete in Cam Whitmore at number 20. That's basically all they have in Houston right now is all athletes and Shengun, <laughs> which is a funny mix. <laughs> right. Um, but everybody was asking, why is he drafting? Why is he drafting? Part of it apparently was that his interviews weren't great. Some teams had red flagged him uh, for an injury concern. And as John Hollinger uh, mentions in his recap of the draft, once he got past like the first five or six teams, those teams in the middle hadn't scouted him because everybody thought he was going early. Uh, right. So he kind of just keeps falling, keeps falling, keeps falling because nobody knows what's going on until finally the Rockets show up again. They're like, oh, we have done our research. We're more than comfortable taking him here at number 20. So I think good for them uh, to get two guys who could potentially be in the top five uh, of this draft when we look back on it in a few seasons, um, getting him at four and at 20. But it was weird watching it happen just because he was a big-time recruit and a known player who had been high on draft boards for quite some time yeah anything to add to that yeah surprising Woj throughout the uh, he didn't have great interviews uh during the pre-draft process which i guess could have been part of it but yeah, he was upset uh he, he appeared sad but the rockets got to be ridiculously happy yeah. uh totally leonard miller sliding as well he, you know he wasn't projected to go anywhere close to the even the top 10 really but his highest potential pick was you know in the in the low low lottery but to see him go all the way to 33 where the Timberwolves made a trade to go get him hey the Timberwolves you're smart what are they doing in their front court for the future I mean Leonard Miller isn't necessarily a guy who's going to step in anytime soon uh, but uh, they've got Gobert they've got Towns under contract Nas Reed is a free agent he was in their camps as they were working out players I said that was tampering. I mean, you've got you've got the front office right there talking to Nas Reed, I'm sure. But uh, what are they doing in the future? Does that mean anything? Doesn't mean anything, or did they just draft a guy who had the longest hug of the night uh, with uh, Mark Tatum there? Who, yeah, has got a lot of talent. I mean, he, there's no doubt about that. Who was your too um too high? Jet Howard. That was the big question mark. Uh, the big huh? Him already yeah. going number eleven. Um, to the Orlando Magic. They took Anthony Black earlier uh, in the night uh, at number six, which, you know, a little strange because we were talking about it seems like the Magic will be wanting to add shooting uh, with one of their draft picks, which is why they went for Jet Howard at 11. Everybody thought that would be the Grady Dick pick right there because he was known as the best shooter coming yeah. into the draft. I guess maybe you're thinking a little more size with Jet Howard. He's at least a bigger, bulkier guy compared um, to Dick, but that one seemed like a reach to me. Uh, but when you've got two, I guess the second one you're just like... We're taking the guy we like. Doesn't really matter where it is, but feels like they could have traded down, maybe yeah. gotten another asset or something there. So that was a confusing one. Yeah, and they've got decisions now with their backcourt here too. Like obviously uh, selecting Black, and you've got Cole Anthony, you've got Fultz, you've got Suggs. Uh, there's a lot of similarities across the board there with some of these guys. So I wonder if they move one of them, uh, you know, possibly like a Cole Anthony or something like that, and get something in return. But yeah, Black and uh, Jet Howard for the Magic. In a lot of the recaps I've seen, you know, not the highest grades for that combo yeah. at 6 and 11, especially like the Jet Howard uh, there at 11. A lot of people thought that was a little too high, but, you know, he's got the pedigree. Jawan Howard is his dad, his pops, and uh, we've seen more and more of that, don't we? <laughs> Players that were sons oh, yeah. of uh, former NBA you know, stars in Jawan Howard's case. Uh, do you have a surprise from last night that you want to touch on, Tassie? 
I mean, other than Leonard Miller, I thought Anthony Black's hair would be the sort of the highlight. A guy's just letting their hair down. There's a lot of hair. Mm. And then, you know, I was happy with that. And then Tough to put and, those hats on. Yeah, uh, for sure. It just, yeah, there's sort of... What was also weird was the snapback hats that the guys were adjusting. Why not set it to the biggest setting and then you could put it on <laughs> as easily as possible? But they had to adjust. It looked like they hadn't... They came fresh out the box and they were just like... You know, at the regular setting. Because every yeah. guy was adjusting. Yeah, I feel like leave it open. Leave uh, it open, uh, let it go, and then you can custom fit it into your own head. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good call. But anyways, the, the guys were letting their hair down, which was really nice. But then Grady Dick came and stole the show in terms of the, the giggles and the looks. And I guess the surprise was Grady Dick not wearing red slippers. Like, right. That would be a, too, a little too on the nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he draws the line. Was he wearing – what was he sh- – what were the shoes were he wearing? I guess we didn't see a lot of shoes. He must have been wearing Christian Louboutins because I saw him showing his red bottoms. Yes, he oh, did he say did. that. Yeah. yeah, he did say that. Oh, so there was some red. Yes, uh, I guess there was. I looked into other movies that took place in Kansas, <laughs> trying to figure out what this other suit could be. <laughs> a lot of people say Smallville is in Kansas ever <laughs> since the 1986 reboot. Uh, so maybe he had like a Superman sort of deal. They're like, I don't know, Grady. <laughs> Wear the sparkly red. Okay, yeah. Uh, as far as surprises are concerned, the draft was fairly uneventful, right? It was not crazy, whoa, picks. Like, really in the top 10... Bilal Koulibaly going seven was like not even that crazy because he was sort of rising, rising, rising up draft boards over the last couple of weeks. Uh, maybe it was a tiny bit of shock that the the Wizards were taking him with uh, you know the seventh pick that the Pacers had, and there was that little swap. The rights there were uh, changed, but yeah, otherwise the biggest names traded last night were Davis Bertans and Rashawn Holmes. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, cool. you know, not blockbuster names that we thought maybe was going to happen, especially with the Chris Paul trade um, earlier in the day. So that was a bummer. What do you think of the broadcast? I know a lot of people have opinions on it. We were a little confused. We were watching ABC to begin with. And we're like, what's going on here? It was not feeling like a draft. And then people were like, yeah, jump over to ESPN. They're actually doing your more yes. like basic, <laughs> you know, the pick is in and here's like sort of the countdown sort of and we'll talk about the players. So we went to ESPN. We watched a lot of that one. Uh, but then we would flip back to ABC, and it would be like five picks behind what was going on. That was really weird. Like they were trying to do more of a like a show. Yes. On ABC, I don't know if that's the way to go. But any opinions from from you guys on either of the broadcasts, the telecasts? <laughs> I we didn't get the real full feel of the ABC broadcast. Have they done that before? I mean, I guess they want to put something on network television I to don't get know. more eyeballs, but I don't remember an ABC broadcast where yeah, it was a lot of Stephen A. Smith and Fat Joe coming on for a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's up? What's going on with that? The fact that they're five picks behind was really strange. I guess that was part of the thinking with Woj not tipping his picks at all this year. Like, hmm. we want, we want everybody on the watching the television but Shams took care of that business he did, he did some he did some tipping not every pick he didn't know Grady Dick was coming uh, nobody did uh, but I guess yeah it was more of a human interest story yeah on, but it felt like an ABC yeah and more basketball-y on ESPN which I thought they were awesome actually you liked the ESPN yeah I thought they were really good they were on the no they were on point they're just they're just really solid I could have turned the dials a little bit more towards basketball on ESPN. I, I did like all of the family interviews, but I would have liked to see more highlights and more big boards. Just a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. It was also they had a weird like pattern going where the guy was drafted. We saw him stand up, shake hands with like 20 people. 
There's almost too many people at their tables. I, that was going to be there my were. next thing. The tables were too long. <laughs> I know. Go back it, to the it go back to weird. these type of tables. It looked like a banquet, and with a, instead of the round tables where it looks like a, a fancy award show, and then the fact that you got these long tables. We're talking twenty people. Yeah, they were a lot the for each, rather than like ten. So that's a lot of hugs. Yeah, so so they would show they would basically stick with the player dapping up everybody. That's fine, okay. I mean, it gets a little boring after a while after like the the eighth sort of bro hug, right? With uh, you know, your uncle. But then suddenly we wouldn't see them a lot talking to Silver or taking the photo. Sometimes we would, but it felt like it would immediately then get us to Monica McNutt talking with the family. And it mm-hmm. was like that's how it was just like it was like announced see them with the fam, and then suddenly we were talking to them and the fam on the couch, which I did like a lot of time. I thought Monica did a great job nailing all the names, you know, getting some fun reactions from, uh, you know, moms and dads and siblings and stuff like that. But, yeah, it it did feel like not crazy basketball-y. Like, that, to me, almost should have been more the ABC a little bit, and ESPN could have leaned a little bit more into the to the highlights, to the breakdowns, the comps. Like, it felt like there wasn't a lot of that. You're right, not a lot of comps. Yeah. Except for Jordan Hawkins. He got some good ones. Rip Hamilton and Ray Allen. He got a Ray <laughs> Allen, Maybe he got yeah. the best comps yeah. outside of Wimbenyama, who got comped to, you know, two Hall of Fame yeah. stars, big yeah. name. I did like the family interviews, though. Quite often, yeah. in the past, you would see a stand-up, whoever it was, the, the interviewer standing up with a player. You get a couple questions. The player is nervous. I think the, the seat kind of calmed them down a little bit. You get your butt down. But the, also just the family members who are you know less stressed mm-hmm. uh, gave some really good answers. Yeah. So that part was good. You know the issue though, it's like you have to do it for everybody, right? I don't Once know. you, well, that you would be cut great it off if you the did lottery it. Lottery, right? Right. I think it just becomes a little monotonous. It becomes. I mean, what else are they going to really say? Everybody's excited that mm-hmm. my kid's a great kid. He's really <laughs> going to make a difference. You know, <laughs> like it just it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. How can it not be? So that's the only part for us sickos that are sitting there watching, you know, yeah. three or four hours of it. It's like, yeah, maybe after the lottery we could do without it. Or, you know what? Oh, Grady Dick, he looks like a character. Let's talk to him. <laughs> Man, just pick and choose. Pre-draft <laughs> interviews with the parents to see if they're going to be able to yeah. have on the couch. <laughs> it's like a combine. We need a combine <laughs> yeah, yeah. for their uh, interview skills. Dad's got great answers, but Mom seems a little nervous when the spotlight's <laughs> that's on. True. That's true. That's I'm true. I'm looking at Grady Dick's face right now. <laughs> this is great. Just brighten my day. Still making you giggle. Uh, anything else? Any other notes? Yeah, the Bulls did something. Uh, They traded uh, two second rounders to get into the second round, and they drafted a guy who uh, David Aldrich reported that a college coach said, I'm shocked he stayed in the draft. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Not very excited for Julian Phillips. The Bulls drafted Dalen Terry, a super young and athletic wing last year who has a questionable jump shot, maybe passing skills and some defense. This is the exact same guy. And Jalen or Dale and Terry played like 200 minutes last year. They couldn't find minutes for him. Right. So the Bulls traded two second rounders to draft a guy who they probably won't be able to play. They need athletes. They need defense. They need shooting. But like, draft a 21 year old and not a 19 year old. Then I would think so. That was weird to me. I also thought it was weird the Hawks going after Kobe Bufkin. I like the pick. I think he's a really good player. But they got a lot of guards there right now with Trey and Dejounte. Bogdan Bogdanovich and AJ Griffin, like somebody's going to be leaving, yeah, because you're not going to have all five of those going forward. Absolutely, there was a trade stall last night that a lot of teams just got stuck in neutral. So mm. the Hawks are moving somebody for sure. They have to uh, with with the way they 
are paying everybody. We were talking about Clint Capella potentially go to the Mavs. Anyways, there's going to be some more trades. Uh, so so that'll happen over the next couple of weeks as the free agency starts to happen. Uh, so there's that. Uh, this is a bit of a downer note, but on the Bulls side of things, there's just a couple notes that kind of went under the radar just because there's so much happening on draft day. But Lonzo Ball is going to miss all of next season, which we kind of knew, but yeah. they announced that uh, for knee rehab, just just done uh, for next season. And Kawhi Leonard, surprising with the Clippers, he had his cleanup procedure a few weeks ago. Uh, we didn't know that for the meniscus in his right knee. Eight-week recovery. Are they announcing that just to let people know, hey, you can come get him. Come get him. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not in sort of uh, this purgatory something's happening with him it was just a cleanup but anyway those those kind of just went under the radar yesterday. yeah for sure uh well something that got us started yesterday the golden state warriors agreed upon a trade with the wizards to acquire chris paul for jordan Poole. the warriors also got a second top 20 protected first round pick in 2030 why did i say a second top 20 protected first round pick i'm not sure but a 2030 mm-hmm. first round pick and a second rounder in 2027 and a man by the name of ryan rollins and we did check he is a real person uh sort of a cool looking kid uh anyway that's going to washington we did an emergency podcast podcast on this already um so you can go check that out if you want it's up in your uh no dunks feed on youtube and wherever you download and listen to us if you want to hear us uh, do 25 minutes on it but any other thoughts now you've had a, a day to think about it John Hollinger wrote up something uh, really interesting, kind of breaking down all of the trades from this week before the draft and why they've actually happened and how it's all about contracts. And once you read that after subscribing at theathletic.com slash no dunks for a dollar a month by the end of the month for the rest of the year, great, great deal. You realize this is just a salary dump for the Golden State Warriors getting off the Jordan Poole contract for a variety of reasons, didn't have a great season his first year under the big contract obviously had problems in the locker room between him and Draymond with Kerr and Draymond coming out and saying the punch uh preseason derailed our entire year mm-hmm. at this point in Steph Curry's career they don't have years to waste and they kind of just wasted one so I think a smart move by them to get off the pool contract and bring in somebody in Chris Paul who they're going to have to figure out how to play alongside with, and he's going to have to figure out a reason or a, a, how to fit in, especially if he is running the second unit. The second unit is all young guys uh, at this point, guys who are going to want to run uh, and jump and try and make plays in transition, which, as we've said, is not necessarily what Chris Paul wants to do. So there'll be something interesting to figure out there. Um, but really, it's just the Warriors figuring out a way to stay lean going forward and figuring out a way to continue to bring in new players who are going to help, who are farther along in their careers and just a little bit more grown up. Yeah, definitely stay lean. They can really retool after one season of Chris Paul because his money's not guaranteed after that. This could be short. Clay Thompson's money's not guaranteed after that. It is going to be weird to see Chris Paul in Golden State uniform. It's yeah. going to be weird. I do believe to see him coming off the bench for the first time in his career. I imagine that's where he'll start because they want to preserve him for the playoffs because they do want him to be that extra point guard that they've sort of lacked with Andre Godala gone, that type of thing. But, yeah, he's a handle the ball and I'm going to run the show type of guy. So that's why it feels like a strange fit around Steph, who's Steph. Uh, but I, I guess he just want, they just want the young guys in Kaminga and – Moody to grow up real fast, and Chris Paul should get them ready for playoff minutes. Which, mm-hmm. you know, they've 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 won for guys before. Like they got a title for David West 
and way back, and I guess they're going to be trying to do the same thing. The pool thing is, is a strange thing because they believed in him four years, uh, that big money, and now he's going to have four years in Washington. I think it's a great flyer for them just to give it a shot. Why the heck yeah. not? And they got to pay somebody and they as a talented dude. Too, and yeah. Way down the line, it's top 20 protected and all that, but it is still a first round pick. And that's why it had to be included for the Wizards, or excuse me, for the Warriors to like get off, so to speak, yeah. of this Jordan Poole contract, which, you know, it's going to get expensive for a player like him. He's basically going up to the $29 million range, and then it just keeps going up, up, up into the 30s. He's going to have a hell of an opportunity to score here in Washington. <laughs> He's going to probably put up some crazy games. Like, will Jordan Bull have a 50-point game next season? Yes. Yeah. Can we bet on that? I'd like to put some money on that because yeah. that feels like something that's going to happen. 30-plus attempts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shots so, are there. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely why this deal went down. But, uh, again, you can go check out the Emergency Podcast if you want. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Let's start wrapping this bad boy up, though, with some rapid-fire fun. We're going to bring J.D. in. He's got the questions as Esh continues to run the show. J.D., what do you got? Yeah, guys, uh, there was a story making the rounds this week about a guy who has never played basketball in his life, and he entered this year's NBA draft. <laughs> the lifelong Miami Heat fan had the patience to read through complicated legal documents and fill out a bunch of paperwork, and bingo, bango, he's in the draft. What's something you want to take part in that you have no business taking part in, Skeets? Uh, I would like to be a judge at the 2024 Paris Olympics for the new sport of breakdancing. Ah, is that real? <laughs> yes, this is absolutely real. This is going to be a real event. Breakdancing. Uh, breakdancing, 2024 in Paris, right around the corner. And I have no business uh, being a judge, taking part in it. Though, every couple of months, I fall down a weird Instagram rabbit hole <laughs> where I just watch a bunch of breakdancing videos. And I know what I like, and I know what I think's cool. <laughs> Why couldn't I judge it? So there you go. What could even be the requirements? I think it's, um, I believe it's, like, teams. So I'm sure a lot of, like, choreography. It's, like, really, when you think about it, like, we have synchronized swimming. True. Yeah, pretty damn similar. Just remove the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remove the water. Yeah. Move the water and do actually way cooler things. I don't want to upset synchronized swimming fans. It's not for me. I'm sure it's very difficult. I couldn't do it. I know they're like freak athletes, like to hold your breath like that and spin around. 
But uh, anyway, it's similar to breakdancing, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Why not? Sure. I wonder if there will be any crossover, like uh, Sean White was great at snowboarding and skateboarding. (laughs) Yeah. you got to be able to have arm strength for synchronized swimming and for breakdancing. When you do that move, when you catch yourself on your arms, your whole body's (laughs) yeah. Sick move. That's a 10. I see some gymnasts being able (laughs) to do that, throw that ribbon around. Yeah. While you breakdance? Yeah, of course. Well, there you go. This is going to be big. I think people are going to love this. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I'm I'm in. I I just the heard about it right the, now. These men and women can do oh my is God. nuts. Yeah. So this I'm calling it now. So <laughs> People you, are going to be talking about breakdancing in the 2024. So what do you think Olympics. is cool? What do you mean? When it comes to a breakdancer, because you say you know what. Well, you know. I mean, the 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 def- definitely some of the guys like their upper body strength. It's like how are they holding themselves like on one finger, like yeah. their oh. body upside down? <laughs> like how are they doing that? You know, any sort of slide across the floor, I think, is cool, especially on a head. Oh, yeah. How does that not kill your head? Oh, on a head, yeah. God, you've seen that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. incredible. That's cool. <laughs> Shouldn't be able to go that far. And can, uh, can you, like, uh, pop and or lock while you're breakdancing? Like, are things not allowed? I like, don't, I is don't know. crunk breakdancing? Uh, look, Get that crunk out I'm of here. I'm not you. sure. I can't Yeah, that's what I, I don't know. I got to see the rules, the breakdown of the rules. Yeah. You got to assume there's going to be a lot of, like... As a team breakdancing, like, are they in sync? You know, what crazy flips are they doing together? Because I'm sure you can botch some of this stuff. Yeah. I believe that's how they're going to be graded. I'm talking out of my ass right now. I have no clue. <laughs> We're all like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so nodding yeah. I'll be like, yeah, all right. That sounds right. Cool. Sounds good. Well, I guess I could be a judge. I think you're as qualified as anybody. This, <laughs> yes. Yes. Professional uh, breakdancers have nothing on me. <laughs> Breaking. That's a sport. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Who's next? Tass? Yeah. Sticking with sports. I want to do the 100-meter sprint. Now, it doesn't have to be the Olympics. Just, just give me some sort of competition, you know, like okay. a, a world championships or something. Because it feels <laughs> really, really, really fast when I'm running. For me. Right. And it, it feels like I'm there in 10 seconds, like everybody else. Uh, I did it recently, I guess it was last year, where I raced against... Uh, Dinosaurs. This exhibit where dino- it showed you how fast dinosaurs can okay, run. Okay. It was an extremely fast two seconds, I thought. Uh, but the videos appeared very slow. But anyway, uh, it's just it's the most exhilarating feeling of sprinting for. 10 to 45 seconds. I just want to do it. Put me Sounds in a competition. Sounds like you want to have a street race with old skates. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can make that happen. Sure. Uh, but people have said before, and it's a great idea, in every Olympic event, there should be a Human. guy like Tass Mellis. <laughs> there should just be a normal dude yeah. just to really put it in perspective of oh, how yeah. fast, strong, uh, how athletic uh, these men and women are. That's, I think it's a great idea. Like, <laughs> there should be an extra lane in the 100 meter sprint just for you. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Put Tom Cruise in there with his sure, chop. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> his yeah. chop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, one year, somehow, like, that average Joe, Joe would, would win. Makes it. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a miracle somehow. Ooh. Like, all the other sprinters trip and fall. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Australian skater. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Speed Google skater. Steven Bradbury. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Great idea. A break dancer beside the good break dancer. Yeah, me. Brody. We'll put Brody in. <laughs> Our buddy Brody sucks at it. But he sort of can do things, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows what the moves yeah, are. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> he does a bit of moonwalk, a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trey. Uh, yeah, TSA Clear and TSA PreCheck. I would love to have them. <laughs> I, I know I could pull it off. I could meet the requirements. Yeah. But the only time I ever think about it is when I'm at the airport and I'm like, 
Oh man, I should have done pre-check. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting there in line. Well, too late now. That's how they get you, man. You're only supposed to do it at the airport. Who's trying to be at the airport earlier? No one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's why you need to get it, so you don't have to show up early. It's tough. They just tough. they plucked me out of the line last time. Clear did. They're like, you want to try a free free two week trial? Oh, yeah. It was you when we were see on our way. Yeah, Claire's yeah. marketing I was hardcore like, right now. Yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. And I got through really quick, <laughs> and then I used it coming back, and they charged me, so I got it. I've uh, got clear now. Uh, what is it a monthly fee or no, it's a yearly, yearly fee. fee. How yeah, much? Yeah. I think it was two hundred bucks or something for the yeah. year. And I think you can put your family on it too. What's the Pre- one? What's Pre-check's the one? way cheaper. Is yeah. It? Yeah. It's like seventy five. What's bucks. the one to just go to Canada? Is that Nexus? Nexus. Nexus. I'm on the waiting list for that one right the now Nexus, to uh, yeah. eventually get it. You're How long does it take? How long does it take? Oh, so uh, the pre-check. I think pre-check's the way to go. Okay. Clear's good. Maybe I, I, I like getting fine. my eyes scanned. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, you have all these then? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> you Not don't fly all. that much. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I got a fam- I got signed up for a family one for uh, clear. Okay. But yeah. I did the pre-check. Yeah. Pre-checks. Sick. You yeah. just have to, one one day you just got to go to a, an office depot or Staples or something. And do a little interview, and then you're set for life. With oh, a man. Staples guy? Yeah, the Staples. They, they have like an employee. In it. It's like going to a whole, a whole Foods where there's an Amazon thing. Yeah, there's yeah. There's like okay. a, a TSA pre-person oh, and a oh, Staples. Amazing. Yeah, $75. Get to go to that line. Keep the shoes on. Oh, man. Keep the shoes oh, on for that's $75. Cool. That's huge. That's, that's nice. worth $75 bucks right <laughs> Very there. Very nice. That is worth it. I would almost pay $75 per trip to keep my shoes on. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. I wouldn't at all. Okay, next one. <laughs> <Nice stuff. All laughs> Victor Wembanyama is the coolest guy to enter the draft in a long, long time. One of the coolest or weirdest things about him is that he's very good buddies with Michael Douglas, the 78-year-old movie star. Guys, who's an unlikely celebrity you'd like to be friends with? Skeets. Dame Helen Mirren. Yeah, same. Queenie. <laughs> Her most famous role. I don't really have anything more to add to it. I just <laughs> thought that would be an unlikely celebrity. Say for no me more. To That's kick all you with. need. Yeah. But she'd probably be a fun hang. Seems like. Hell it. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Hel- Helen Mirren was in um, Unlikely Connection here, like Fast and the Furious. Or That's something? right. It's mm-hmm. Queenie. Oh, that's why she was queen. Yeah, but she's also the queen. Yeah. She <laughs> so the I queen. can see why yeah. that's confusing. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I make that connection because I'm forcing a rock relationship with myself. Oh, okay. Why the hell not? I need his uh, his action figure to complete my WWE action figures right. from when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got them all, basically, other than the rock. So they're impossible to find, but if anyone has it, the rock does so gotta be friends with him okay that's not that unlikely because well, you're a wrestling not. fan not we do really. a no, podcast about <laughs> no i'm not the fast. aren't you no you have action figures yeah he was. i kept them yeah still i did not take the offer for five dollars an action figure Wow! Look at me now. But you're talking about I still those have one thirty we, pieces of junk in my house. Those like hard plastic ones we've talked about before. Yeah. But they didn't have a rock. No, back I don't know. In those, I don't. He wasn't I there. I know. I'm yeah. forcing this answer. Okay, okay. But you know, they have. They probably have the little stretchy ones. Oh yeah, stretch, yeah. stretch Rock Armstrong or whatever, or he can stretch his arms. <laughs> 
I used to have the ones uh, I played with in the tub all the time. Um, thumb holes? The thumb hole ones, oh, yeah. I got a couple mm. of those. I had a junkyard dog. I have him. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, I had, I'm uh, not a wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> I have him. Mine are filled with water because I use them in the bath. <laughs> was there an Iron Sheik? There's Rest in peace? Mm. Oh, I think there I was. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, crazy. Anyway. All right, Trey. Uh, it was my dream in high school uh, to invite Tom Green to my graduation party. <laughs> you know, like dream big, buddy. <laughs> invite all your friends. You send uh, the invitations, but I don't know. Maybe you order a hundred invitations, so you got uh, ninety left over because you don't have that many friends. <laughs> so maybe you think uh, I'll mail, mail one to this guy on TV. <laughs> He'll show up with a box of Undercutters pizza. <laughs> How cool would that be, though? There's like. Like, that's the one thing I ever wanted was for a random celebrity to show up at my graduation party. Like, oh. Tom Green walks up and be like, you guys are friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We go way back. <laughs> Since like the planking days. You guys could be friends. Yeah, that one I that's feel like a, is the most realistic we, of We can make three. that happen. Yeah, he's not, he's not at the peak of his powers right now. Yeah. I see a lot of clips of him just hanging out on a farm. <laughs> I just got to find that farm. <laughs> wonder, if he, uh, wonder if he fishes. You guys can go fishing mm, great, uh, That's a great question. I haven't seen any fishing clips, but he's got a dog. Oh, nice. Tom's got to have a dog. Tom's got to have a dog. Find that farm. <laughs> Make it happen. Farm. Sounds like a show. Finding right. Tom's farm. Finding Tom's yeah. farm. <laughs> Does yeah. sound like a show. Six-part documentary on Netflix. Trey just searching for Tom Green. Driving through the Canadian Midwest. Oh, he's in Canada. Maybe he's he's probably. You think he has he's an Ottawa guy. <laughs> Just Nexus. <laughs> okay, finally, last one, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a weird one. Okay. I need some fashion advice. Uh, I really want to buy these pants. Put it up, uh, Ash. Yeah, I've had my eyes on this these <laughs> pants for a very long time. Ads keep popping up in my Instagram feed. <laughs> for the podcast listener, let me describe them to you. They're described as loose, large pocket cargo paratrooper pants. The color, army green, of course. They have a kind of distressed look. Mm -hmm. To be honest, they look used. I can't explain why I like them. Probably because I had a pair of these back in 1989 when I was 18 years old. Anyway, I'm just looking for your honest opinion. Skeets, should I buy these pants? Yes, you absolutely should buy these pants. This is the weirdest rapid fire question we've ever had. But you should. Uh, I could see those on you. Yeah, in okay. fact, in seeing that photo, I thought for a second, is that you wearing them? Yeah. Oh, that, thank you very much. I don't know how your feet are looking, but uh, I feel like you could pull off those vans. Uh, yeah, The slip-ons sure. there. So, yeah. yeah, you should buy these and wear these. And Yes. Okay. Two thumbs up. All right. That's one. I totally thought that Trey wrote this question. I forgot who wrote the questions, and I thought Trey was getting uh, an opinion on his pants. So I should probably just pass this off to Trey. But I, I, the distressed part of it, mm -hmm. What's wrong that's with out. That? That's out. That's out? Don't yeah. worry. If it's out now, it'll be it'll back. It'll come back. Yeah, Give yeah, it time. Years from now. But I was wearing distressed jeans, my wife said to me. Uh uh. Oh, come on. What Put is those away for 15 years from now. You better clean up. But they feel so good because I've been wearing them so long and they're so distressed. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you're voting no. I'm voting no, but come on. Yo yeah. YOLO. I never go anywhere. You guys are all, the only people who will see it. See them. Oh, I'd I love mean, to see it. We barely see it. Yeah, and exactly. You now, yeah. You know, behind the desk. Exactly. Uh, okay, Trey, really, I'm uh, yeah. very interested in your opinion. I think you have to get them. 
Okay. Uh, because how exciting will we be as the only people who see your pants <laughs> to walk into the factory one day and you're wearing them? We're like, he did it! <laughs> he did it! Uh, but actually, hey, I feel like you... I feel like you have similar pants. Yeah, yeah I've, I've had over the years, but not like big paratrooper pants yep. like that. Like I used to shop exclusively at like army surplus right. stores, mm. and I definitely had a pair of those before. <laughs> so they're just making making me think of my youth, I yeah. guess. Yeah, mm. but I don't want like I'm a fifty year old, two year old man like walking around with like like I I showed them to Jackson. He's like, those are fire, and I'm like, okay, well you're <laughs> you're fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> am I going to look ridiculous? Like, yeah. am I like just getting a fedora as well? You know, like, <laughs> am I? Uh, Brian's my, hat. And, <laughs> you want some safari flats? <laughs> safari flats. Fedora. <laughs> uh, well, Ash, you, you got a, an opinion on? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, eighty-four percent of people right now say yes. Oh, okay. Pants. I think they <laughs> say yes. I think they suit you for sure. All right. I mean, how much are they? They're not that much. Like sixty bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get those pants. Okay. Ash, you got an opinion? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just go ahead and get them. Okay. I like them a lot. 100%. Well, okay. They, they're, they're really nice. They well, that's it. great news because I already bought them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, are you going to wear that green is this good shirt with those green pants or is that a little yeah. too much? Okay. Well, usually that I do I don't I don't like to do top and bottoms the same color. But <laughs> yeah. I think I might in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how that how green they actually are. They're different are. greens, but mm-hmm. yeah. might be too much. We'll see. Uh, that's it for uh, Rapid Fire. That's it for a drop podcast. Hopefully another classic. You tell us. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review if you download and listen to the podcast, and thank you for that. If you're joining us on YouTube, either live or later, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, anything else? I guess we're just back on Monday. Not me. Oh, where are you going? Yeah. Uh, flying to Chicago, so I got to get going to get in line yeah. for pre-check. <laughs> 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 now, now I feel like JD. Now I got to do it. I got to go get clear pre-check yeah, you right do. now. You do. You're not going to regret it once you have it. Well, good call because I might miss my flight today because I'm going to have to wait in line. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, yeah. well, let's wrap this up. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, Trey's got a pre-check interview. I just booked one for you. It only takes 10 minutes. Just go do that, then go to the airport. <laughs> that's that's the balance. That's the Do the calculation. If you go do the interview and then go to the airport, are you saving time by getting pre-check <laughs> approved? It's quite possible. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. Uh, this guy, I do this it in guy time wants to go to flight. the airport to have a burger or pizza. I, I don't have enough ch- time. That's oh, the problem. i got to go. get through to get my, <laughs> my snacks. Are you leaving uh, I'll, your I'll car at the airport? For, uh, Uber mode, I'm okay, sure. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Parking's nice at the airport these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm never in an airport. This parking. guy pays for every uh, airport uh, service there is. <laughs> oh, like. well, if the Atlanta parking, uh, the Atlanta airport added a parking lot. Sorry, Trey, just one last story. Uh, <laughs> added a parking lot that's got the, you know, the light indicators that the parking spot is open. Yeah. They added that. I like yeah, that. It's got to take that. Yeah. Love that. Whoa, there's a parking spot way down there. And it's right. It's not you yeah. know, one of those. But I heard a story that room. you told your wife to park at some other yeah, parking lot because it's a lot cheaper. No, it's not cheaper. It's oh. not cheaper. It's that one. It's that one that I'm talking about mm. right now. ATL West, and then you get on a fancy train, hairs flowing. But you're pretty far it's away windy. from the airport. That's, That's what I've heard. That's Everything heard. is far from the airport. Everything mm. is far mm. from the airport. Mm. No, it's it's part of the airport. Mm. It's part of the airport. Can you get can you get Nexus for your car? 
the fast clear out. or pre-check my car. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, embrace the weekend, people. <laughs>